Hey guys, it's Tim. Some of you guys may know me as the Trivia Guy. But uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Issue. Check us out three days a week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoy it, tell a friend. You know, spread it around. If not, not a huge deal. Just don't listen again. Uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by, though, and, uh, and checking us out. But be sure to also check out the social media outlets. We have Twitter, at The Issue Podcast, and our Instagram, at The Underscore Issue Podcast. Thank you guys again for listening. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is the issue. It is Thursday, December 31st, last day of 2020. Um, you know, celebrating New Year's Eve tonight and then getting into the new year tomorrow. Um, hopefully 2021 brings some better things. Um, and we talked about that a little bit on the last show. Tim told us to be careful, not to expect too much too soon. Got to temper our expectations a little bit. Exactly. Um, but last night we had the uh, opportunity to sit down. We watched the Florida-Oklahoma game. I don't know if any of you guys saw that, but Oklahoma absolutely routed Florida 55-20, to 20, right? It was That's a really, really good game uh, for, for Oklahoma, especially because a lot of people are doubting, you know, Big 12, SEC, you know, can you, you know, can they win against a, a good defense, a, a bit of a tougher team? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of finesse in the Big 12, and so there was some question if they could win against a tougher team, and, and actually a Florida player came out um, when the matchups were announced and was like, oh, uh, they're not on the same level as us, and, and this, that, and the other thing. And then look at this, they go out and they kill them. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the big story of this game to me was just how bad Kyle Trask looked. Uh, 16 completions on 28 attempts, 158 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. All three of the picks came in the first quarter with an 83 QBR. Um, it wasn't good. No. And they started bringing in his backup, Emory Jones, who they're kind of grooming to be the next starter. So I, I guess I understand it a little bit. And then they even brought in the third string guy for a throw, and he was in there for a couple gadget plays. So it just wasn't a good look. They didn't run the football particularly well. I guess they had 250 yards on the ground, but there weren't a lot of effective runs in in times where they needed them. Yeah, um, I thought Spencer Rattler looked really good though. Oh, he looked really good, going 14 for 23, three touchdowns, no picks, 194 QBR with 247 yards. I thought it was impressive. On two fronts for Oklahoma, so so there's supposed to be you know this finesse team, and they come out and run the football 38 times for 439 yards, biting off almost 12 a carry. Yeah, and then on the other hand, then you get Spencer Rattler who can just drop back and play action. He only throws 23 times, but shows accuracy, accuracy shows touch, shows command. And has three touchdowns, no picks. And I mean, that's all you really—that's all you were really looking for out of him, right there, too. Especially with how strong that Oklahoma run game was, like you said. I mean, they had two guys that go that went for over 100 yards. Yeah, yeah. They, um, uh, who's that? Let's see here. Okay, R- Ramondre Stevenson had 18 carries for 186 yards and a touchdown, and Marcus Major. Yeah, Marcus Major going nine carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Um, Even Spencer Rattler added 40 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So it, it was good effort overall. I thought their defense was obviously impressive. Yeah. Picking um, off Trask three times in the first quarter alone and holding Florida as a whole to only 20 points. 
It's impressive. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it showed that Florida was not the team they were last year. I know last year Florida was one of the most dominant teams out of the SEC. Not the case this year. Um, weak defense. Uh, Kyle Trask, who's looked phenomenal all year. Had five picks all year, throws three in the first quarter. It shows he's human, yeah. Um, I think I think this does hurt his draft stock a little bit. Um, that's a bad game. Some of those were some bad throws, like yeah. bad decisions, bad throws. The one was a really bad decision. The pick six shouldn't even have thrown it. No. The second pick was a bad throw accuracy. And then, and then the third one was a bad decision. He had a guy open in the right corner, threw to the left corner while getting pressured, got his arm slightly bumped, couldn't follow through, threw a pick. Yeah. Um, the the one that really stuck out to me was that first one where he just stared the guy down. He had no he had no chance of completing that pass. He still threw the football. Turn around and got a pick six because that corner was just sitting right in the flat. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was not a good, not a good look. I think Kyle Trask. I was telling you this the other day. You you look at his, some of his film, and uh, he throws some nice balls, some really good, some really good pass. I'm watching film against, uh, for example, Alabama in the in the SEC championship game. You look at when he releases the football, you pause the whole frame, and you look at the guy he throws to, the guy's not even close to open. It's so the anticipation throws that Kyle Trask can make, like, show promise. Mm-hmm. But then he comes out, and it's a game like that, and then you're like, okay, well, that's that's why he wasn't the starter, and that's why Felipe Franks was. Yeah, That's why he had to wait for someone to get hurt in order to be the starter. Right. So was this season a fluke? Because it was a weird season. People weren't – they're actually – I'm sure there was a lot of top talent that he was facing that wasn't playing. Right. So uh, there's some things to think about when you're when you're going to look to – if you're going to look to draft and Kyle Trask. If you look back to Florida's schedule, we talked about this preseason, but here's the teams they played. They played Ole Miss. They played South Carolina, Texas A&M, who was their first loss of the season. Which A&M was, is a good team. Yes. But so far, Ole Miss, South Carolina, those are both not the greatest football teams. Both bad football teams. And then they went on to play Missouri, who's terrible. They went on to play Georgia, who they won against, and that was that was a big game. That was a big game. But then they go and they play Arkansas, who's terrible. And then they go and they play Vanderbilt, who's terrible. They actually let up 17 points to Vanderbilt, which I'm not very well versed on Vanderbilt, but that's probably top three for the year for amount the amount of points they put up. Yep. And like, then, so they, yeah, they put up 17 against Tennessee, 0, 17. Oh, they put 35 against Kentucky, so Kentucky's bad. Yeah. 17, 21, 7, 7, 12. But then, yeah. you, then you look at who they lost to. So, so who did they beat? They beat Ole Miss, South Carolina, Missouri, Georgia, who's the only good team that they beat, really. Because then they beat Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Tennessee. All not good. And then who they lose to? They lost to LSU, Alabama, and Oklahoma. And Texas A&M. Yeah, the teams that he actually needed to beat should have beat. Yeah. To prove that they, if they want to be a marquee program, those are the games you have to win. Right. Not the games against Tennessee or Kentucky or Vanderbilt. Or Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Those are just weak opponents. And like you said, could it have been a fluke? I guess we'll have to figure it out. I mean, I still think he's going to be a high draft pick. Like, I know you said maybe instead of mid first round to late first round, he'll probably be early second round now. I mean, it's hard to look at that game and and, and want to spend a first-round pick on it. Yeah, especially with some of the other talent that they have coming into the NFL this year at the There's quarterback a lot of position. quarterbacks, yeah. I mean, you have Trevor Lawrence, you have Justin Fields, you have Trey Lance. <laughs> Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson from BYU. Uh, 
Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other talent, you know. Mac Jones, no one's right. talking about Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Um, so it'll be interesting. But we started off on college football. We're going to continue with the college football trend. We are going to get our five, predictions. Five bowl games today, right? We are going to get our predictions for some of these bowl games. Oh, there's only three actually, because two, one got canceled, one got postponed. So. Okay, okay. So this Tulsa, Mississippi, that's happening right now, the Armed Forces Bowl. Yeah, I don't really care that much about it. I guess I would have to pick. Tulsa. I mean, Mississippi State's up by seven right now, but let's see. I don't really know much about either of these two teams. Yeah, I know KJ Costello, but I don't think he's playing. It appears that they're starting Will Rogers for Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's the first game you want to get to? I'm going to go to go Ball State, San Jose State. Okay. All right, who you got there? San Jose State's actually a better football team because they also they have Nick Starkle who transferred from. Oh man, I think he initially started at Texas A&M. I think he went to Arkansas, and now he's at San Jose State. So he's a big time quarterback playing at a small time program. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's been in those big games before, and he's played better competition than this. Yeah, and he's played pretty well this year. Sixteen touchdowns, I think four picks. So I probably like San Jose to win. They're favored by nine. <laughs> Uh, college football is so hard to call spreads, you know. Yeah, it's really tough. I probably go that they that they don't cover that. I think Ball State is a decent team. They won the MAC for the first time in like ever, you know, in like ten, fifteen, twenty some years, right. something like that. I don't even know, like a long time. So I, I mean, I think they have a good football team. So I'll take I'll, I'll take them to cover that nine point spread. Okay, uh, I will take San Jose State to win. Uh, I'll take them to cover as well. You think uh, you're going to take Ball State to cover? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean... Nine's the, a lot of points. The, yes, but the Mac just hasn't been all that strong this year. That's fair. Um, they are a, a weaker conference. And, yeah, Ball State has shown that they are a, a pretty decent football team this year. But Yeah, I, I did catch a little bit of that Mac championship game. They're not that bad. Yeah. Um, and then the over-under 65.5, I, I would have to... Um, where's it being played? Arizona. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. All right, let's go. How about WVU and Army in the Liberty Bowl? Um, WVU's favored by 10. Betting line, I'll take Army because they're a tougher football team. They usually don't get blown out. But then you look at their starting quarterback, who on the year has 158 yards, one touchdown, and three picks. Yeah. So, you know, I'll take... you going to... Mm. I mean, I'll take West Virginia, and uh, screw it, I'll take West Virginia to cover, I guess. I, I don't know. Over-under is 41. I'll take the uh, over. I, I, I don't know where it's being played at. Um, yeah, i figured it out. Okay, Memphis, Tennessee. It's going to be a little bit chilly there, right? Yeah. It's it a little chilly in Tennessee there. Yep. All right, yeah, I'll take the under then. Yeah. All right. Um, All right, no one really cares about those bowl games. Let's get to the good ones. Tomorrow... And the day after, so New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, we've got eight fantastic bowl games. Let's jump right in here. So let's go with the Peach Bowl tomorrow. Georgia and Cincinnati. Georgia opens as a seven-point favorite. Cincinnati, little group of five team getting in here, sneaking in from the AAC yeah. into a power or into a um, group a group of five team sneaking in to the New Year's Six Bowls. What do you think? Do they have a chance? Well, the Cincinnati team is exciting to watch. They're a really they good are. football I team. I love their quarterback. Desmond Ritter, I think, is a really good quarterback. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I really, really like Cincinnati, but it's really, really hard to ignore the Bulldogs here because Georgia is just such a strong team out of the SEC every single year, and they're so proven because they always play those top teams. I think they're a more physical football team. They are going to be able to run the football more. Uh, I mean, it says here that Cincinnati averages actually more rush yards than Georgia, but I think Georgia will run the football better. Hmm. I'm going to take Georgia, but I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover. I'll take Cincinnati to win. Oh, wow. I'm take Cincinnati to win. I just have a feeling they're a pretty good team, and Georgia's been kind of slumping recently. They can't really figure out their quarterback situation either. Are they going to start Stetson Bennett? Are they going to start um, JT Daniels? Like you just don't know. So I like Cincinnati to win, and uh, over under is fifty one and a half. I think that's playing in a dome. Let me see. Mercedes Benz Stadium. So yep, I'll take the over. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll take Georgia to win, but I'll take Cincinnati to cover. Uh, I like the over as well on that game. And we will move down into what Auburn and Northwestern in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, let's do that. I, I think this can be a defensive matchup. Yeah. Um, I want to say I think Northwestern's tops in the country in run defense, even though they got like absolutely torn to shreds by that Ohio State uh, rushing attack with Trey Sermon. But I still think they're, you know, they're top. I don't know, probably ten, I think, or ten to fifteen in the in the whole nation in run defense. So I think they stop Auburn mostly. You know, Northwestern's favored by three and a half. Mm. You know, Northwestern played Ohio State really tight, and I think Ohio State's an exponentially better football team than uh, than Auburn. So I'll take I'll take Northwestern to cover the three and a half point spread. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll take Northwestern. I'll take Northwestern to cover, but I do like the under in this game just because of Northwestern's defense. I don't think Auburn's going to put up all that many points. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely take the under as well. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Plus, I'm pretty sure this one's played outside. Camping World Stadium in Florida, which means usually this time of year it's a little bit rainy, a little bit crappy. I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's get to the two big games at night. We'll start with the first one. Alabama favored by 20 Over Notre against Dame. Notre Dame. In the Rose Bowl. I will take Alabama, and I'll take them to cover. I don't think Notre Dame does anything well enough to beat Alabama. No, they don't. They run the football decent, but Alabama can stop it. You know, they, they don't throw the ball particularly well. Ian Book can't just drop back and dissect uh, a secondary. I think he misses op- open people down the field way too much, way too often. I don't yeah. think he's a. I don't really don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think Alabama's kind of going to expose him here. I just don't think Notre Dame does anything well enough. They don't. Um, they don't have that that edge, any type of edge coming into this game. Uh, this is a. They're a good football team, but the top three teams are just in a next level. Yeah, and if like playing for that fourth spot is just playing for who's going to get like trounced by either Alabama or Clemson. Yeah, and. It, it's just really, really hard to come in and beat an Alabama, especially especially when you have a quarterback like Ian Book. And we have to remember, other years, every other year except for this year, Notre Dame doesn't really play anybody. No, I mean, it, it's tough. I, I don't know. I just don't think Ian Book can attack them downfield enough. I think Alabama's going to stack the box, force him to throw. I think the more you force him to throw, actually, the worse it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I will take uh, Alabama. I'll take them by the points, and I will take the over just because I think they're going to put up so many points. I'm going to take the under actually. Really? Okay. Yeah, sixty-five and a half is a lot of points to absorb for me. 
Let's go. Uh, all right. Now the late game, the Sugar Bowl, Ohio State, the three seed to Clemson, the two seed. 10-1 versus 6-0. Um, Clemson I, favored by seven. Yeah. I like Clemson. I, I just think Ohio State was kind of exposed a little bit against Northwestern. I, I like Clemson, too. I think Justin Fields was exposed a little bit. I, I'm not sure he is the clear-cut number two in this draft class quarterback-wise. Yeah. I don't think he's the clear-cut number two in the nation quarterback. He's not a Heisman finalist for a reason. Uh, maybe that's because he didn't play enough games, but I think the games he did play just didn't look good. No. And, I mean, yes, they can run the football. Trey Sermon ran for 330-some yards, but not against Clemson. I don't think you're going to be able to run the football. they got bigger bodies inside. Right. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence goes off, absolutely goes off, because he's just really, really good. I think it's going to be a close game, though. That's seven. Just no. I think it's a. I think it's a field goal game. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, close game. I'm going to take the under as well. I'm going to take a. Uh, I'm going to predict a score on this one. I'm going to go thirty to twenty-six. Clemson. It's a four-point game. I'm going to go four-point game. All right. Um, you know, I kind of feel bad a little bit for Ohio State just because they have to see Clemson, like, every single year at this stage, I feel like. Um, but at the same time, I always like watching the Buckeyes get That's blown so out. <laughs> um, we're going to move down here into the tax layer or yeah. Outback. Um, here, let's go with the Gator Bowl. Okay. NC State, because well, UK is in this game, UK is actually favored by two and a half. Yep. Against NC State. I don't know why. I'm confused. They're 4 and 6. NC State's 8 and 3. I'll take NC State to win that football game. I think they're a better coach football team at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not sure the talent gap is really, really that big between an NC State and a, and a Kentucky. That Yet you look at their records and it's, it's night and day. Yeah. So I think there's something behind the scenes there. I'll take NC State to win that game. I'll take them to win it outright. I guess the over under is 48.5. I would take uh, take the under on that. Um, okay. See, I'm sitting here and kind of in amazement that Kentucky's even in a bowl this year. Um, you know, they went 4-6 and six in the SEC. And looking at an 8-3 and three NC State team, ranked 23rd in the country. But somehow Kentucky's still favored. Um, you took NC State, I'll be different. I'll take Kentucky. I don't know why. But I'm going to take Kentucky. I'll make it interesting. Uh, I like them by the two and a half. All right, all right. And uh, I like the under. All right, how about uh, Indiana and Ole Miss? Ole Miss is four and five. Indiana six and one. This is the Outback Bowl. Indiana is a minus nine favorite. I will take Indiana. I think they move bodies really, really well. Yep. I watched that Ohio State game where they only lost by seven at the big house. I thought uh, their offensive line moved bodies really, really well. They had a great running game. Uh, they actually, and then the following week, they went out and set the record, I believe, for Indiana for rushing yards in a game. They can run the football. Uh, I, I think their their quarterback Michael Penix is out now. I mean, he was he's been out for a couple games. So, um, I mean, I'm not sure who the starter is going to be, but I, I know that the starter is good enough to you know work on some play action. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to put the team on your back. And uh, I like Indiana in this game. Yep, I like Indiana. Watch out for that big guy Michael Kadick up on the line there for Indiana. Yeah, well, 56, I think. Yep. Number 56, yeah. Um, Usually guard, I want to say left guard. Right. I think is where I saw him play, or right guard. Uh, he's definitely guard, I think. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I like Indiana. I like Indiana by the points. Uh, I don't really think Mississippi's all that great this year. Um, and I'm pulling for my big dog, Mike Kadick, up there in, in Indiana. So I'll take Indiana. I like the points, and I'll take the under. You take the under. I will take the under as well. All right. Uh, let's get in here. Oregon and Iowa State in the Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl. I think this can be good because I think Oregon's underrated. They had a not great loss against Oregon State earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think they're a better football team than people think. And I think that Org- or I think that Iowa State's also a really good football team. Brock Purdy is a he's an NFL level quarterback. I- I'm not sure he's going to be a great NFL starter. I'm not sure he's even going to get a chance to start. He's going to be drafted probably within the first couple rounds, probably within the third round. He's not a bad quarterback. He can throw the football down the field a little bit. They have a good coach. Their coach is actually in. He's probably leading conversations right now. Um. For, for head coaching jobs in the NFL, so yeah. it's a good look for them. That's why it's close. It's close. I don't know. Um, I'm going to take Oregon. I really like what that just program's been doing in general over these last, I'd say, three to four years. I think they've rebounded a lot since they had that kind of Marcus Mariota hangover that I like to say. Um, yeah, a little bit. They, they had one there, and then until Justin Herbert got going, you right. know, and then we saw last year that get won the Rose Bowl, so. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm going to take the dogs. Yeah, I'm going to take Oregon, and uh, I, I like the under in this game. I'm going to take Iowa State. I think what Matt Campbell's doing, the head coach of Iowa State, he really, really good culture. They can run the football. Brock Purdy's good enough to throw the football. Yeah, I, I think also Brees Hall, their running back for Iowa State, is a top maybe three or four running back. He's probably top five running back easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he got 21 touchdowns on the year. Like fifteen hundred yards, so I, yeah, I, I like Iowa State. I think they run the football more consistently. I think Brock Purdy's a more consistent quarterback than Tyler. I want to say Shaw, Shuff, Shock, Shug. I don't know something of the sort. So it looks like Trough, but Shaw. Yeah, Shaw, Trevor Shoff, Shaw, Shaw. I don't know something like that. Okay, either way, let's get to the Orange Bowl. This one's going to be good. Orange Texas A and M in in North Carolina. Eight and one versus eight and three. Texas A and M is favored by eight. Um, I will take UNC to cover that. Okay, but you're going to take Texas A&M to win. Or you're going to take UNC to win this thing. I don't know. I like I think Texas Sam A&M. Howell's a better quarterback. I think pretty much in all facets, I think UNC's a better football team. They run the football better. Uh, Sam Howell's definitely more efficient than Kellen Mond. I watched that game where Kellen Mond went like 13 for 45 against... Uh, LSU, granted it was in some rain, but I don't care. You have to be better than that. I'll definitely take UNC plus the money line, plus 210 on UNC. That's you know, that's, that's pretty decent in a bet of 100 bucks to win 210 on North Carolina. So you could double your money with, with UNC pretty much. That's not a terrible... Uh, More than double. It's not a terrible line there. So I, I, I think I would take UNC to win that game. Okay. Over under sixty five and a half. What are you thinking? Um. Well, first of all, I like Texas A and M, but I do like UNC to cover. Okay. Um. And then the over under sixty five and a half points is a lot of points. Uh, I'm gonna go under. I think Texas A and M's got teams. a decent defense. I think UNC steps up, ramps up the pressure, makes Callen Mond uncomfortable. Yeah. I'll probably take the. I will take the under there as well. Texas A and M to win, North Carolina to cover, and I take the under on that game. 
All right, all right, as well as well. So that is just about all the college football we wanted to get to you guys. We are going to take a break, but when we get back, we will have all of our Sunday NFL predictions for this week, and it is a good last week of football. So don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss it. Yo, what's up? We are back. Second segment, the issue here on a New Year's Eve episode. Yeah. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, and um, it's, we're going to start the New Year. I think we're starting it on a great note. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's going to be a good year, I think. It's going to be a good it year. It should be. A cleansing year. It's going to be fun. It's hopefully. It's going to be great. So. Hopefully, it's, uh, hopefully it's better than 2020, and that's all I can say. But well, this is... 2020 ends on a bang here. This and, is, uh, these are our see. last predictions yeah. of 2020. Um, you know, we were just talking about it. This is the last week of the NFL. You can look out for our episode next week. We will be going over every single division that we predicted preseason and seeing how it shaped up and how it ended. Um, so you can catch that next week. I think if week we get 40% right, I'll be kind of happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it'd be a stretch to maybe get 50, but if we could, that'd be Pretty crazy. Yeah, first, um, first you're ever doing you know, divisional predictions. So. Right. Um, so with the last predictions of 2020, let's get into it. Week 17, let's start so let's do, with the locks of the week. You want to start with the locks of the week? Let's okay, start. Let's start with, um, okay, the Giants over Dallas. So the Giants are playing at home. It's a little bit colder. A dome team going to a colder East Coast team. Mm-hmm. Don't like that matchup particularly well. Andy Dalton does have a play well in it, but Zeke isn't playing all that well. And, you know, to go to some, to some of those colder, rainy towns like that, you're going to need a running game. Yeah. They don't have a great running game. Plus, the Giants have a really good defense. And I think they're playing for something. I know that Dallas is playing for the division, but technically so is the Giants. The Giants, whoever wins this game, so if Philadelphia beats Washington, whoever wins this game between Dallas and, and New York makes the playoffs. Yeah. This is a huge game. So there could be a 6-10 and 10 team. Like, the Giants could be the 6-10 and 10 team that are in the playoffs. <laughs> you know? So I think they're playing. They're both playing for about the same thing. But the Giants are playing for a bit of a higher future. You know, Joe Judge, it appears he is the coach of the future. Mike McCarthy, I know they've put it together in the past couple weeks, but we're not really sure about him. So I think that the minus two line, so Dallas favored by two. I think New York wins outright. I like them as underdogs in this game. I think it's that simple. I think they're the better football team. I think they're the better coach football team. They have Daniel Jones this week. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um, so that's the first lock of the week. New yeah, the over-under is uh, 44.5 on that. What do you think about that? I like the under, quite honestly. I don't think uh, yeah, Dallas like scores well. all that much, and I think New York scores, but I don't think it's going to be crazy. I don't think it'll be very limited. So um, I agree. I like I the agree. under. All right, let's go with uh, hard. How about the favored Green Bay Packers, five and a half at Soldier Field? Now, if this was a normal year at Soldier Field, I'd probably not be so hesitant to jump onto the Green Bay wagon on this one. But Chicago, no fans, so Soldier Field, pretty much you can take that throw it out the window. I don't think Chicago's. I mean, I, I like Mitch Trubisky's playing well, but their defense is, is going to be Swiss cheese. There's just they an, gave up, what, 44 to Aaron Rodgers last time? Yeah. Um, like, what makes you think it's going to be different? What, like four weeks later, it's probably not going to be that much different? I'll take Green Bay. They're favored by five and a half. I think they cover that. I don't think they cover that with relative ease. Uh, the over-under is 51 and a half. I will take the over because I actually think Green Bay is probably going to put up 35 to 40. I do like Mitch to put up, like, 20 points. You know, I don't think Mitch yeah. is a bad quarterback. I like him to put up 20 points to Aaron's maybe 34, 35, which is enough to cover. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like Green Bay to win this thing, though. 
That's I think just, this might be the easiest over of the year as well. Oh, it's, it's yes. Yeah, it's very easy over. You have a very high-powered offense in Green Bay. And, and you have an then, offense that, like, like I said, I don't love Chicago, but their offense has been playing well enough to get me 20 points. Yep. Because I think Aaron gets you 30. He at needs least, to get 32. At least 30. Aaron would need to get 32, and Chicago would need to get 20. Take Mitch to get three touchdowns, 21 points. Yeah. Aaron just needs 31. I, I like that. I think they. I think that's doable. I think it's a 33-21 win for the Packers. All right. All right. How about let's go the Chargers over the Chiefs. The Chiefs are sitting. Patrick Mahomes are starting Chad Henney this week. Um, so the Chargers are favored by three and a half. Now you look. The Chiefs have played, what, seven straight one-possession games or six straight one-possession games, six, something like that. Six in a row. Which is an NFL record. Um, and so if they're playing close games with Patrick Mahomes, what do you think it's going to happen with Chad Henney? I, I don't think they win this game. I don't even think it's all that close. I think it's about a 10-point game for L.A. I think Justin Herbert goes off because the red zone defense and the defense in general for Casey isn't that good. Over-under is 43.5. Now, I do think that's a good under. Chad Henney's not going to put up that many points. And I think Justin Herbert, although I think he does well, I don't think he, you know, puts up like 40. I think it's going to be like a nice 27-13 win for the Chargers. Okay. Let's – is that the third lock of the week? We have the one third more? lock of the week. We're going to go with one more. We're not going to have five this week. We just didn't really like any of the, the other the other lines right there. No. Enough to call it a lock of the week. Right. All right, how about Tennessee over Houston at 7.5? Tennessee's favored by 7.5. Houston's now lost, what, I think four straight? I think they lost to the Bengals last week. Okay, let's see here. So they lost to the Bengals last week while giving up 37 points to the Bengals. Mm, gosh. Lost to the Colts. And then they lost to the Bears 36-7. to Lost to the Colts again. You know, not a good team. They're going to get absolutely team. crushed by the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Titans are favored by what? What did I say? Seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I think they cover that. The over under fifty six. I, like I will the take. Under. I will take the over though because the, when Deshaun Watson's comfortable, he's pretty good. And Tennessee has, I think, I'm pretty sure they're thirty second in pass rush. If not, they're bottom three in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't get to the quarterback. They they're, they're just bad. They're just not a good pass rushing team. Tennessee is thirty second in the league in sacks. Yeah, exactly. So they're their last league in sacks. When Deshaun Watson's comfortable, even with no help, I still think he is good enough to put up some points. So I, I think it's actually a pretty high-scoring game, especially in Houston. Dome, good to go. Yeah, hold up. Look at how interesting this is. Time of possession. Tennessee is number one in the league. Houston's 31st? Houston is number two. Number two? Good. In time of possession. Okay, so they do hold on to the ball. That's going to be interesting. That'll be really interesting. I don't think that's why I like the under. I don't think there's going to be many possessions in this game. I'm still going to take the over here. I still think I think Houston puts up 35, and I think or I think Tennessee puts up like 35, and then Houston answers with like 30. Mm, no, I think they answer with at least 24 points. Okay, and uh, that'd be enough to cover. I, I think I think Tennessee wins, and they got the over, and I like uh, Tennessee to cover that. Sounds good. Let's move into... Just every other game now? Yeah. Ravens-Bengals, let's go there. Yeah, Ravens are favored by 13 on Fox Bet. Um, I like that, honestly. In Cincinnati, and the weather is really not going to be much of a factor. You know, Baltimore's used to playing in that, so I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, yeah, I I mean, Cincinnati, look, I guess they're playing well. They've won, what, two straight now? Like, good for them, but, I mean, they, they faced a Pittsburgh team that looked lost. Yep. They beat them. Oh, granted, an upset. I'll give them that. Less, they were less talented, and they beat a more talented Steelers team. Yep. 
but I don't think it's, you know, they didn't go out and beat one of the top five, top ten teams in the league. Nope. Because at the time, the Steelers were playing like a bottom three team in the five league. Five team. We talked <laughs> about how many teams we think they could beat, maybe five. Yep. So um, I do like Baltimore. The 13-point spread, I'll still take it. I think Lamar's playing really well, mm-hmm. and they're playing for a playoff spot. And if we know anything about Lamar, he works his tail off. And so, I mean, this week there's going to be just that extra level of intensity. Absolutely. I'll take Baltimore over under 44.5. I will take the under. I don't think it's that going to be that high scoring. Yeah. I, I think it's a solid, like, 27 to 7 game. 27-7? 27-7. All right. Let's go to the Steelers and the Browns. Staying in the 1 o'clock window. Uh, twelve and three Steelers starting Mason Rudolph this week against the COVID riddled Browns. Yeah, their um, facility was shut down today as well, so we don't know who's going to be healthy for the Browns. They could very easily COVID themselves out of the playoffs. They could, and that would be did very last week with the Jets because they have their wide receivers. They probably win that football game. And that would be very Cleveland esque to <laughs> to have such a good year. Go if they even if they lose, they go ten and six, and then they just but in the only two games that they needed to win. And two very winnable games, the Jets and then like Mason Rudolph, two very winnable games. You only got to win one of them, and they drop two of them. That'd, that'd be, be funny. That'd, that'd, be, very... <laughs> that'd be a very Cleveland game. <laughs> that'd be a very Cleveland game. Could you picture Coward on the air the next day? Oh, my. Oh, that following Monday, he would rip them to shreds. That He would rip the organization as a whole of shreds. Pretty funny though. It would be hilarious. Yeah. So I'm gonna put all my money on the. St- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do think Cleveland. Um, see, this is one of those games I'd stay away from because you have no idea who's gonna play until the the morning of. No clue. You yeah. have no clue. So I'm probably not even gonna predict. I, if I had, okay, if if Cleveland's healthy, they win the football game and they cover the ten point spread. Okay, I don't think they. Cover. If they're missing more than two receivers. Pittsburgh will cover the spread. I still think Cleveland wins the football okay, game. Okay, I think even if they're healthy, I think they win, but I don't think they cover. I think, I mean, think about the defensive front for Pittsburgh and think about Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. But the good news is if Baker has, I think they were missing two offensive linemen last week as well. If he has them back, that's that's a top three offensive line in the league. Versus the number one defensive line. It would be interesting. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I'll take Cleveland. I'm not going to predict spread or over under for this yeah. because we just don't have enough information at the time. All right, how about let's go Atlanta and Tampa Bay? Okay. Um Atlanta going to Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Um, I think they're playing for more. They want to really really lock up that. They don't want anything crazy to happen. They want to lock up that playoff spot. And I think they're by 6 now. I think Tom Brady's going to kick it into it's playoff officially mode. playoff time, and uh, Tom Brady kicks into the next gear, and you just do whatever you got to do to win the football game. I think they're going to run Leonard Fournette really hard. I think they're going to have some good play-action fake. Brady, his arm looks healthier than it has in years. Yes, it does. He's got some good zip on the ball. I think he cuts right through the Tampa Bay afternoon sky, and I think they win. They cover the 6.5-point spread. The over-under is 50.5. I will take the under, actually. Atlanta's defense held KC to 17 points okay, while only scoring 14 themselves last week, so they're – you know they can hold people. Not a lot of high power on offense as well. So I'll take uh, I'll take Tampa Bay. I'll take the under, and I'll take them to cover. Okay, I'll take Tampa Bay. I'll take the over, but I will take them to cover that six and a half spread. Um, I think Matt Ryan is actually going to put up a a decent amount of points here. Um, Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. I don't think that's crazy to say. And he has flashes, and I think this is going to be one of those games. Um, you know, you have Matt Ryan, Tom Brady. It's kind of a very 
You know, this this game feels like it should be being played in 2008, doesn't it? It does. Like it's just, you know, it, it's like yeah. Two of like one, like two of like the probably like 2012. Oldest feels like 2012. Yeah. Should, that this game should be in. And they're just uh, that's like we were talking about yesterday. Johnny Manziel won the Heisman in 2012. Yeah, that is crazy. That's I saw that eight yesterday. years ago. That's, there's no way. Mm-mm. That crazy. I feel like I was just watching that like yesterday. Yeah, Johnny football. Shout out. All right. Um, um, how about Minnesota at Detroit? Minnesota's favored by six and a half. No Dalvin Cook though. He's going to spend time with his family after his father passed away. Which is, you know, that that sucks. So condolences, but that's a factor. You got to factor that in. I'll take Detroit to cover six and a half. I think that's a change when Minnesota doesn't have Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins is they become more Kirk Cousins reliant. That's not what you want. Yeah, we've talked about Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback when he throws twenty five to thirty times a game, not when he throws thirty to thirty five. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's going to be throwing thirty three, thirty four times. I don't think that's a recipe to win. I, I think they do win because I think Detroit's that bad. But I will take Detroit to cover. Get within six and a half. I think it's like a field goal to a four point game. Yeah. Um, where are we going? I, I mean, I do like Minnesota. If Kirk Cousins can like not throw eight picks, yeah, that, that's pretty much the only way they lose. Is if Kirk Cousins loses the game for them. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, we've seen it happen this year. Oh but yeah, I, no, I, it's I, definitely possible. We're not we're not ruling that out. I really don't think that's going to happen. This week, though, I like Minnesota. I like them by the points, and I like the under because I just don't think that Detroit offense can keep up. All right, all right. How about uh, New Orleans at Carolina? We said we'll stay away from this game because Carolina could play spoiler. New, Orle- New Orleans has dropped two straight now, right? No, they won Christmas Day, but before that they dropped two straight, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schedule, yep. They lost to Philly and Kansas City before beating Minnesota. Um, so that's a tough, you know, that's, that's tough. I, I think I will take New Orleans to win and cover. I think they figure it out. I think they kind of turn it into playoff mode here. Plus they are playing for a possible first round bye. if they win this game. And I think, I think Green Bay loses. I think they have the first round bye. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think they're playing for more than Carolina is. I think that's actually a factor. So I'll take New Orleans to cover over under 47 and a half. It's in warm weather, Carolina. I don't think it's going to be much of a factor. I guess Drew Brees with some wind. I'll take the under. Yep. Um, I like the upset here. Like the upset? I'm going to say it. All right. I like Carolina by like one or two points. Really, really, really tight game? In a big, big upset. And I like. He said that they could possibly play spoiler at some point. And I do like the under. So I'm going to predict our prediction. All right. Here it is. And uh, Carolina's going to win this game. Come back to the tape when it's right. And let's move on. All right. How about uh, Seattle at San Francisco? Seattle's favored by five and a half. I don't even think this one's all that hard to predict. Yeah, I think Seattle wins. I think they cover their defense is top five in the league since Carlos Dunlap's got there and since Jamal Adams come back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, they lead the NFL in sacks, and I think, the last three or four weeks so that they get to the quarterback. Um, they have one of the best quarterbacks. I think that's a recipe to win football games. Uh, five and a half is not a crazy line. I could probably absorb those points. I think Seattle wins by about a touchdown to eight points somewhere around there. Yeah, I think it's a really good, you know, not not incredibly high scoring. I think it's a 23-14 type of game. Sure, you like the under as well? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I will also take the under here. Um, it's hard to bet against, against Russell Wilson, especially come... Week 17 and playoff time, all the greats, you have to remember, are going to just 
crank it up that extra notch for these next couple of weeks, I wouldn't want to bet against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. So I will take them, I'll take the points, and I'll take the under. I agree. All right, how about Miami at Buffalo? Buffalo is favored by a point and a half at home. Uh, This is interesting because I think this is two of the best young coaches in football with Sean McDermott and uh, Brian Flores, and you could argue a third in Brian Dayball, the coordinator of the uh, Bills, three of the top head coaches, and Brian Dayball is not even a head coach yet. Yeah, (laughs) he will be be soon. He's going to be after this season. And uh, so it's going to be a really good matchup. I think you're going to tell within the first five minutes that this is going to be a really, really good football game, a good, well-coached football game, mm-hmm. back and forth, a bit of a chess match. Um, I'll take Buffalo. I think I just think they're a better team. Look, I think Miami's a really, really good football team. But they almost have like a New England feel where they do so much with so little that eventually at the end of the day, if you can match up with a team like Buffalo who does so much with so much, that's yeah, going to, you know. Absolutely. Because so much with talent beats so much without talent. Mm-hmm. Like, resourceful with talent is better than resourceful without talent. Like, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, they're getting some good production out of their running backs in the last couple weeks. I just think Buffalo's a better team. But add Buffalo in December, I'll take the under. I think it's probably going to either snow, rain, sleet, or be really, really windy and cold. Or just terrible like Buffalo is. Yeah, just windy, cold game here. Um, How about the Giants? Not the Giants. The Jets at the Patriots. Yes. Um, Staying in that division there. New England's favored by three. Now, this is a weird game because New England's not a great team, but they're better coached. Mm-hmm. And, but the Jets have won two straight. So. This is tough. I think New England wins. I think this is a very Bill Belichick win here. Just out Sam Darnold's bad against Belichick. And look what Belichick did against, uh, the, how about the Chargers? You know, 45 nothing with a way more, way less talented roster beating a more talented roster. Yeah. Um, I will take New England to win. Three by three, I'll take them to cover just because, I don't. I mean, that's a weird spread. I'll take them to cover that. Over-under is 40. That's one of the easiest unders of the year. Yeah. I mean, these two teams don't score points. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like New England. I like them by the points. I like the under. All right. How about let's go over, head out west. We got Arizona traveling to L.A. to play the Rams. Arizona's favored by three. L.A. is starting back up John Wolford, Warford, Warford, something like that. He was an XFL, AF, AAF, whatever, star, you know. Uh, bounced around a couple times. Played for some team called the Renegades. I don't even know. Uh, so they're starting him. Uh, I think Kyler Murray shows up, balls out. And just sends him right back to the AFL. Yeah. <laughs> um, so total over under is 40 and a half. What do you think there? Um, I like the under. Because I like the under as well because I don't think LA is going to score much. And But their yeah. defense is really good, so they're going to hold Kyler. Yep. So it's going to be kind of close. Yeah, it'll be a close-er game, but I think Kyler still just... Yeah, I think Arizona wins by like five points. Feels maybe even a little bit closer, though. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, how about uh, Jacksonville at Indianapolis? I think Indianapolis is a good team that came off a bad loss, and they're going to play very angry. And Jacksonville's ready to mail it in. They're ready to get Trevor Lawrence in the facility. They're yeah. not going to jeopardize anything they're... by losing this football game. I don't know if there's the possible way they could even lose the first-round pick. But if they, you know, they're, they're not taking any chances, they're going to yeah. lose this football game. I know people don't tank, teams don't tank. Yeah, 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 I get it. They're Come not going to beat the Colts. Come on. Come on. Subconsciously. You're gonna put all your all your chips in there on week seventeen. You're gonna really try you're to sell one in fifteen. You're gonna you're gonna sell out just to beat the Colts. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> so I'll take the Colts to win. The fourteen point spread is so tough. I guess I could take the fourteen there. Um, Over under is forty nine and a half. 
I'll take the under. I don't think either team's going to put up that many points. Um, I don't think Indianapolis scores all that well. I think it's going to be like a 28-3 to type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it's not close at all. Uh, Jackson, Jacksonville is going to lose this one by a lot. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. how about uh, Vegas at Denver? This was I was considering this for another lock of the week. Denver over Vegas because Vegas is so bad recently. Yeah. But then I think, well, they almost they should have actually beat that Miami team. And I think Miami's a good football team. So Vegas still has a little bit there, you know. And I think John Gruden really wants to finish the season 500. That'd be big, you know, as opposed to 7-9 and nine and 8-8, eight and eight, there's a difference. You know, there's a, I feel like there's a difference going into the offseason. Yeah. I, I do like Vegas, though, because I think Derek Carr – is a good quarterback. The more I think about this, I talk myself out of Denver as an underdog. Um, I think I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Yeah. I think Josh Jacobs is a beast running back. Their defense played pretty well. And I think Gruden's a really good coach. So I think what's that? I think Gruden's a really good coach. I, I, so. I think Gruden's a good X and O guy. I think there's something weird about his coaching style that forces teams to be really bad in December. He got 40 percent winning percentage in December. Yeah. Something about his coaching style that's just not great in December. But I think X's and O's. He's a good coach. On a game-to-game basis, so yeah. Yeah, I'll take Vegas. I'll take them by the points, and I like the under on this game at 50.5. I'm going to pick this as a one-point game, so I think I'll take Denver to cover. And the over-under 51, I'll take the under. I think it's going to be cold, windy, at mile high. Not great for throwing the football. Nope, not at all. Well, that just about does. Wait, that's wait, all the games. One more game. There's, is that? Washington at Philadelphia. Wow, okay. Washington's favored by two points. If they win, they win the NFC East. If they lose, they open the door for the winner of the Giants and the Cowboys to sneak in there. So, yeah. Um, but I will take. I like Washington. Wash, ooh, their quarterback situation, though. I'll take Philadelphia because I think Jalen Hurts has been playing really well recently. Okay. Well, the three games he's played, I think he's looked good. Uh, over under forty four. I will take the under. We'll take the under. Yeah, no real explanation there. Just I'm feeling it, feeling okay. the under. Okay, I'll Philly, take Philly. Philly does not have great weather. I'll take the under. Okay, I'll take Washington. I'll take them winning by the two points, and uh, I like the under as well. But I will take Washington, and that just now about that, does it. I think does it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no more games to predict. Uh, just a new year to celebrate. So we will be back in 2021, guys. We will catch you next year. Thanks for listening to the issue.